The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. I assume you read the whole thing. Yeah. Doesn't it strike you as a misunderstanding? Because even the way it's written, he's giving her every sign that, hey, I want this to be a rub and tug. And when it becomes that, she freaks out. Man, you've got to be smarter than that. You can't put yourself in that situation. No. When you have money, when you're that famous, people are going to come after you for your money. And that's clearly a possibility here. Can we also admit that there's a possibility that it happened the way she said it happened? Did you see A.J. Green to the Cardinals? Uh, I didn't see that. What? Cardinals are making a push, huh? Hey, boy, if he's healthy, even Kyler Murray can't screw that up, okay. as short as he is. So, yeah, Arizona making some moves. That's going to be a good division, man. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I still, I'm still not sold on Kyler Murray as the guy you can win with, but they were close last year. You know, they're, they're getting guys to try to make a difference to get them a couple of wins. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Also get us on the Blitz Facebook page, find the Blitz. Click like, you are good to go. There's also Twitter, at Fred Power, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. And uh, you can watch us on Twitch, you know the number for that. Miss the first two hours, a lot of Deshaun Watson penis talk. That's pretty much what it's been. So I'd like to get into some college basketball at some point this, Let's this do hour it. because there's a, uh, uh, a lot to get to. But... Uh, the one thing, uh, just to kind of wrap things up, um, I, I don't, uh, none of us really know what's going on. If you miss, you miss the first two hours. It's all about this, these accusations against Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I don't think any of us really know what's going on with it, but if there was any doubt about whether or not you should move the guy, I kind of think that's gone, right? At this point. Uh, I'll I'll say what I've been saying forever is if if the move wows you then yeah but you still you still you still have all the cards in your hand and I mean well maybe I, even more now than you did I I think uh, a lot of this stuff are trying to get a lot of the maybe the agents trying to get leaked out there that um. You know, well, he wouldn't accept a trade to this team because that, that maybe that's where the Lombardi thing came from. But I don't really, uh, I, I don't see where he could he could pull that off. Because if they just say, all right, fine, sit your ass out, either go to the Jets or sit your ass out, we'll run with Tyrod Taylor for a year and see how that goes. Uh, all right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. So uh, where do you want to start with the bracket? Because uh, I mean, we could just go through. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I, I guess let's start with Gonzaga. I, I was looking really hard at that. I just don't see, because somebody asked yesterday, if somebody were to beat Gonzaga before they got to the final four, who would it be? And I'm like, I don't have anybody. I got nothing. 
before they got to the final four. Uh, boy, I mean, I, 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 I'm with you. I, I, don't, I just don't see anything there. I, I, in, in fact, in the, the, I, I just did my bracket uh, a couple breaks ago, and uh, in that region, I, I have Gonzaga playing Oregon to go to the Final Four. I, 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 I just I'm, don't buy into. I don't buy into Virginia. I don't buy into Kansas. I don't buy into Iowa. So n- none of the other high seeds. Uh, and and Creighton as well. So the two through five seeds, I have zero faith in. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm Gonzaga's got a cakewalk. Yeah, but as they should. They I, I'm that. glad you said that because I I said maybe Oregon would be the only one, and, and at least you haven't gone that far. But I, I I mean that it is it it seems like the easiest bracket uh, as far as uh, Baylor is concerned. I I think there's I, I know you like Purdue a lot. I, I like Purdue a lot, I, and I like Arkansas a lot. Boy, it's funny. A lot of the uh, experts were picking Colgate to upset Arkansas. Yeah. It, uh, I got into a, a discussion on the podcast with uh, with Dave Essler, uh, who's one of one of RJ's guys uh, on the podcast we did last night, and Essler loves Colgate. And Colgate is four, uh, 14-1. and one. They've played five teams. They played the same five teams over and over in the Patriot League. <laughs> their best win and their best loss is Army, and it's like it, in their last in their last fourteen games, they're thirteen and one. Their best win is over a Ken Palm team that's like number one eighty something, which is what Army is like one eighty two. Arkansas in their last fourteen are t- they're twelve and two. Their worst win. Is is A and M, which is like Ken Palm one thirty. So like you can't just say, well they they run, they they do all the things that Arkansas. Do. Well, they do all the things that Arkansas does. They're going to make it a track meet. Except Arkansas's just got way better players. I think Arkansas absolutely takes a dump on Colgate. What about uh, do you give Texas Tech any shot? To, of course, they'd have to go up against Arkansas in round two. I, I think Texas Tech loses in the first round. To be honest, wow. I I think it's a bad matchup for them. I I've been low on this Texas Tech team all year. Uh, everyone's giving them the, the the rub from you know two years ago, and it's not the same team. They, like they just don't have their best guy is a guy that couldn't get Georgetown into the tournament, and suddenly like everything runs through Mac McClung like he's some sort of superhero. I, I just I don't get it. They're 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 good, they're, but they're not what they were, and and I'm not. I'm just not buying into them making any kind of a run. Well, there is something to be said for coaches who know how to win in the tournament, though. Yep, they do have a good coach. And, but and, you guess what? Utah State's got a good coach in Craig Smith. Uh, Arkansas's got a good coach in Musselman. They, like a lot of these teams have good coaches. Like that, that's just that's how it is. Yeah, but I I, I and like I said I don't follow this as closely as you do, but I know there's always coaches who can win in the tournament that maybe don't have the best regular seasons. That are better when you have these games where you have to play two in two days. Yeah, and I like get that. a lot of that, like uh, Izzo, Izzo magic, and it's like, yeah, but and Izzo's, I mean, he's been around a long time, so he's and he's won some tournament. Game. They haven't. Michigan State hasn't won a tournament since two thousand. Like that, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even doing sports radio then. <laughs> you know, it's it, so at some point. You, I get it. You, okay, well, and, but he has been to some final. And Izzo, I think he's been to seven final fours or something like that. It, it's a good number. I, I'm not poo-pooing what he is as a coach, but it's like if you coach for 25, 30 years at a good school, well, you've done some things. Yeah, you'll, you've you've won some tournament games, sure. 
You you are very much a what have you done for me lately guy. Absolutely. Um, the because Mich- ju- I mean, how many Michigan State teams have been 15 and 13 going into the tournament? Not many. So is Izzo's magic works when he's got a one seed. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't a one seed. Uh, do you like him against UCLA? I do like him against UCLA. Yeah, okay, that's well, it. So do I. Well, UCLA's just, they're limping into this thing, and, and they're shorthanded as it is. They, I, I, I don't like UCLA right now. All right, let's take a look at the Michigan bracket because that, I, I don't think Michigan comes out of there. And I don't either. It's very, frankly, I think LSU can beat them in the second game. Well, I, if they I, get past St. Bonaventure. I was going to say, I've got, I, I don't have LSU winning the first game. But I think there's a lot of teams in, in that region, in the East region. There's probably six different teams, maybe seven different teams, that if they won the region, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, that's, that's incredible. Right, let me see if I can guess them. Alabama? For sure. Uh, yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, Texas? Yep. Florida State? Yep. Uh, well, you just mentioned St. Bonaventure. I don't know if they come all the way through there. What about uh, Georgetown against Colorado? Do you like Georgetown there? I've I seen, don't. Okay. Everybody else seems yeah, to. Okay. I don't. Like everyone's like, well, Georgetown's linked is scary, and George like, but Colorado beat USC three times, and it, I mean USC's got a seven footer who's going to be the second pick in the draft. They've got another guy who's six eleven. They've got size. Colorado can handle size. Uh, I, I I think Georgetown is. They went on a nice little magical run. I I just yeah. don't think it. I don't think it's real. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that, that's another one. And, and I think people fall into these traps of saying, "Oh, I'm going to pick a twelve over five at Georgetown's one." Look at the percentages. It's really not as common as as people think it is. It usually happens once a year, but it's not. The problem is people pick. Every every five verse twelve and every right. uh, thirteen verse four and that's, and most of the time it happens once a year and they're, oh look another one look another one and, and reality is percentage wise it's not that far off from right. what it should be the only one that that is kind of uh, is weird I think nine seeds are fifty two percent against eight seeds yeah which guess what that makes sense that's supposed to be a coin flip yep. uh, so who else out of there then besides those uh, I, I think that. If in the right circumstances, Colorado could make a run, uh, and I think UConn is, is pretty dangerous. Hmm. Uh, and then over in the Illinois bracket, or as I like to call it, the University of Houston bracket. So some will just call it the Midwest bracket. Yeah, who cares about that? I've I've got all chalk in the first round advancing. Uh, no, that's not true. Yeah, all yeah, all chalk in the first round advancing. Okay. Um, the teams that are interesting to me, like I. I I like well. You got uh, Loyola over Georgia Tech. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have a great feel for that game. It's it's literally. I, I think. I mean, it is kind of like Georgia Tech did the Georgetown run thing uh, to win the tournament. But I. But, but Georgia Tech was going to make the tournament anyway. Yeah. But Loyola, they're an eight seed. They're the ninth rated team in Ken Palm in mm-hmm. the country. So and but one thing I'll say about uh, Loyola, they play in the Missouri Valley. There are zero teams in the MVC that run zone. And Passner's zone, if you haven't played against it, it's tough to figure out. It's kind of like Dana Altman. Like, if, if you're seeing it for the first time, it's not easy to deal with. And there could be – I, I don't think Loyola's a team that you want to zone. I think they can beat a zone. But I think it, it could take them a while to, to figure it out. I do think either way, that's a tricky matchup for Illinois in the second round. Still think they win. Yeah. 
But that's, I mean, I don't think that's a free throw. Illinois has the, they've got the best NBA jam team. Like if you just take the two best players off every team, Illinois has got the best, they've got the best duo. Uh, but that's not always enough to, to yeah, win well, everything they, in the tournament. Yeah, they, that game against Ohio State, it's like there was three times where I thought, that game should be over. That yeah. game should be over. Uh, but then imagine having minus five and a half and watching that garbage uh, shot at the end. I, I, yeah. I, I know a bunch of people that had minus six and were saying, <laughs> okay, push, you know, thanks for overtime. And then it's like, really? It, just let the guy walk down there and shoot it. Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll get back to the rest of this bracket because there's some, some teams I want to ask you about there that I'm intrigued by and, uh, including one that's on the UH side of the bracket. Okay. We also have some news regarding PJ Tucker on the other side. All right. All right. That's two teases. All PJ Tucker news is good news, right? One more tease and Deshaun Watson got. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5-925. This is the Blitz. Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. We're talking a little bit about the Midwest region. And um, curious your thoughts on, you said you had all chalk. You, you give Oregon State no shot against Tennessee. Tennessee, who's been kind of your Achilles heel all year. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about I, I don't like Oregon State they shot so well in the in the uh, Pac-12 tournament, it, like they shot better than they shot all year in those three games. So to me, it's kind of fool's gold. Like they just went on a hot run. Now, of course, it could continue, but they're not a good shooting team. Uh, the worry for Tennessee is John Fulkerson is, is has been banged up. He got hurt in the SEC tournament, got concussed. We don't know his status, and Tennessee, like he's their post offense. And Tennessee goes through these long stretches where they score no points. And it's, it's, it's really, really frustrating if you bet on them, especially as a favorite. I would n- I'm not betting Tennessee against the spread. And I think, I mean, I think they're like six or something like that. I've, I want nothing to do with it. I, I still think they're good enough to beat Oregon State. But I could see it being just an ugly, grimy-ass game. Um, the one team I thought was a little underseeded was Oklahoma State. I thought they did a really good they job. Were. Uh, I feel like four's too low, and they're getting that guard back. And, they, and maybe it's just because I'm enamored with the fact that they have the best player in the, in the country probably, but or at least the number one overall pick. I don't know about the best college player, but he's up there. He's certainly probably the, the top NBA prospect. Um, can they give Illinois trouble? It doesn't seem like they have enough horses, but... I, I don't totally buy into them either. And if you go look back at their last six, seven games, when they're winning games, it's by like one point, two yeah. points, overtime, two points. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a fight for them. Um, I did think they got they got underseeded, but I think that's also made them overvalued because everybody was complaining about them being underseeded. And there's not really that And they were underseeded by one line. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It, Three and four is not. It's like, oh, well, now they've got to play Liberty instead of Moorhead State. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so down to the UH part of the bracket. Um, I think the first two games are not a problem. I mean, West Virginia is interesting to me, but I, I'm really intrigued by San Diego State. That team scares me a little bit. It, they can be scary. It, I, I've got San Diego State advancing, but it wouldn't shock me if they lost to Syracuse. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, guys who do well in March typically, right? Bayheim. And, and Bayheim does it. He does it all the time with crappy teams. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of eighteen and nine teams yeah, get to the he, Sweet Sixteen. He, I yeah. feel like it feels like every year they're in the play-in game and they win it. This year, the, he somehow avoided the play-in game, even though they absolutely should have been in the play-in <laughs> game. But they're a team that I it wouldn't shock me to see them win a game. Uh, but you know, it, I I I don't know about San Diego State. Like they've they're good. They they don't have any wins on their schedule that make you go wow. I, the their the conference, the Mountain West, is a better conference than it gets credit for. But I, I'm not sure how they'll how they'll look when they really get in there against a lot better athletes, which West Virginia and UH will will present them with. And West Virginia is interesting to me, although you know they they're not the defensive juggernaut they've been in the past they no. give up a lot of points they're not they're not they're not a defensive juggernaut but they shoot the ball like crazy it's like they it's the anti west virginia it's not it's what they've always not been they are now uh and kudos to huggins for kind of making a switch when oscar shibway transferred he was like well there goes our best defensive guy there goes our best rebounder our gritty guy we've got to change our our recipe and it's it's worked out for them, and it's it's kind of a, a cool transition to see. Um, but they're that that if if it gets to a West Virginia UH game in the Elite Eight, uh, that that's a really intriguing matchup to me. All right, there you go. I've been by waiting. the way, UH in the first round, I think they cover twenty points. Like I, they, this Cleveland State team is like the. Uh, it's like the Payless version of of UH. They're a team that they try really hard. Uh, they 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 don't quit. They're like they're gritty. They're just like UH, except not talented. Uh, so and UH is going to probably rebound half of their misses. They're going to out rebound that team by forty. It's I, I I can't see them not getting second chances basically every time down. Cleveland State's an off. Like here's the way to beat UH. Because you can't, you're not going to get points in the paint, and they don't make it easy for you to get points from three. The way that teams score on them is UH fouls more than they should, so they right. put teams on the free throw line. And Cleveland State's like 290th in free throw percentage, like they're just a terrible free throw. Like, you know what? Memphis could have beaten UH if they could hit free throws. They, yeah, but that, I mean, because that, that's what UH does. Yeah. They're so aggressive defensively that really you've got to make free throws if you're going to beat them. And Cleveland, Cleveland State is that I think they're just going to get housed. Well, and it's funny because like everybody seemed to forget the Memphis game the way UH did Cincinnati. And it's like, oh boy, if they play like that, they can beat anybody. It's like, yeah, but they played Cincinnati twice. They beat them by thirty plus twice. That was a bad matchup for Cincinnati. Yep. And for some reason, UH hit every shot in both those games, and they came out and, and Quentin Grimes was was incredible. I mean, yeah, if they shoot like that, but the one thing I think they need to do. And Jerome brought it up last week is when they get the tournament, Kelvin turns his big dogs loose. And Grimes looked great during that tournament. I think you'll see a lot out of him. But uh, I really, the whole thing for me is if they can get away with the foul calls, because they do play very aggressive on defense, 
they don't get calls, and if they can speed up the pace, then yeah, I see him going a long way. I see him getting to the elite eight. After that, I mean, hey, then then you're then the talent level is so high that you you've got to play great basketball, I yep. think, to get there. But uh, but those are the three keys for me with them. All right, give them the breaking PJ Tucker news. All right, uh, Woj tweeted this out about ten minutes ago. Houston is trading PJ Tucker, Rodion's Curix, and the Bucks' twenty twenty two first round pick back to Milwaukee for DJ Augustin, DJ Wilson, and the twenty twenty three unprotected first round pick. Houston also gets the right to swap its twenty twenty one second round pick with Milwaukee's first round pick, unless Milwaukee falls one through nine with their first pick. So basically, they got a first round pick from Milwaukee. Yeah, is what it sounds like. Yeah. And two, really, two of them. Yeah. yeah, they get the unprotected first round in twenty twenty three, and they're and trading then this it. coming draft. As long as Milwaukee's not in the first ten, the Rockets get to give them their their second round pick for the first. Boy, that's a great deal. I mean, I've I've been saying PJ Tucker is doing nothing for this team. Yeah, so, you get something for him. That's great. Yeah, that that's a really good deal in my opinion. And you know, trading a uh, Bevo for Bevo, DJ Augustine coming back. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not looking, if I'm the Rockets, I'm not looking for anybody who's going to make my team better this year. Like at this point, you don't want your team to be better. You, you want, you're, you're in a position where you've got to, and this is a good draft at the top. There's some good players here. Like, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what sucks though. There's no guarantee. No, there's not. I mean, you can be as bad as you want to be if the lottery balls don't fall your way, but you can improve your odds and, yeah, I mean, you know, and every L improves your odds. But it would be nice for them to get a top four pick. But Are we also not going to address the disrespect of Belmont winning the second most games in the country and being left off of not I, only the I, regular wait, tournament, I but thought, the NIT also? Uh, I, yeah. th- I thought they won the most, according to Dick Vitale, who thought it was a travesty. Well, they that you tied with in. Gonzaga. They both okay. won 26. <laughs> Who yeah. did you not have Belmont in? It's a, it's a travesty. I tell you, these kids, they deserve to be in. I'll be honest, though. Like... I don't, I don't, any team that I associate with, I don't want them in the NIT anyway. Like team, honestly, the NIT shouldn't even be happening this year. It's such yeah, a pain 16 in, teams though. It's, it's just, it's such a pain in the ass to even have this NCAA tournament going like who cares about the NIT? Do you know, I mean, do, I still think they should have made the actual tournament with, Oh, I don't, they, their conference was so bad this year. Like they, they, the conference was so down that there was no way they were going to get a, an at-large bid, and and they didn't have any wins. Not like they just didn't have any great wins on their schedule this year. Unfortunately, um, like Murray State wasn't good, and Belmont usually counts on Murray State being good, and they they weren't. Austin P wasn't good, um, you know. And then they they, they should have beat Morehead State. That's what it boils down to. They lost a game they shouldn't have lost at the wrong time. Sorry. That, that, that's the breaks. But on one of the biggest the lights out performance shooting. <laughs> yep. And, and right. Belmont would have been a real, they would have been an interest, a much more interesting team than Moorhead in the tournament. Uh, Moorhead plays a little bit like West Virginia used to play, like a bully ball. Um, but, yeah. And I guarantee they're not shooting more than 50% from three. No. Like they did in happen. the OVC championship. It's not going to happen. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I and. But there's know. a lot of these teams that lost in their conference tournament that. I'm like, oh man, I really wanted them to make it. That would have been interesting, and then they blow it, and that—that's the breaks. All right, let's uh, squeeze in one more call before we go to break. Eugene, been on hold for a while. What's up, Eugene? Hey, how you doing? Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Um, in sports, I—I I have a crazy twist to the Sean Washington story. 
uh, actually two of them, but I'll, let, let me start with one. The first one, what are the odds that Sean Watson is working with this girl and the lawyer so that they can, uh, so that this whole story can frustrate Houston into wanting to move him on as fast as they can because they don't want to deal with this. Or any other stuff about him. So is is what he's asking is what are the odds the Texans want to move on from Deshaun now that this news is out? Uh, I think, honestly, I think they were ready to move on already. I think this just is another another brick in the wall, if you will. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Cal talking about building a wall? He did. I'm sure they'd like to move him, but I still stand by you've got to get the right deal for him. You can't just move him for nothing. You can't move him for you can't move him on for 75 cents on the dollar. You have to get you have to get value. Yeah, and I I still think they will because there's uh, and and it's funny because every day there's a different team. Oh, we're going to be all in for Deshaun Watson. You know, the the Dolphins a couple like a week ago, Uh, the 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 Jets same thing. The the Panthers now the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles will be all in. The Bears would give up. All kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, they'll get a good package. It's just, do I trust Nick to make the right move? That simple. And so far, you've missed the fact that he's earned some points on the scale. Yeah. He's up to a three. How about that? Pretty good. Yeah, it's it's only two below average. So, uh, but, you know, how he handles that deal, I think, is going to define his career here. And I think if he made a really good deal and sent fish guy packing, he could get to a six. Shout out to the fish. Still <laughs> <laughs> mm. watch Deshaun get accused by multiple women and banned from the league. Then the Texans get nothing for him. That'd be such a Texans thing to happen. I, I don't, I don't see any of this as even Ben Roethlisberger burger. I mean, at most, if it turns out it's true that he tried to get these women to do that, it's a two-game suspension. So, now, if more stuff comes out that's different, then that's uh, that's something that I think would uh, change the game. But I don't anticipate that. All right, tell people about TGS. All right, I got to tell you guys, TGS, you want to uh, you want to save money on your homeowner's insurance? TGS. S, that is the way to go. Uh, and they've been doing this for a while now, and they've, they've been saving me money for a while now. Uh, it, guys, I, I'm saving over $1,000 a year since I've switched to TGS. The average customer saving 900 plus. Why wouldn't you try this out? There's a guy in our office saving $2,600 a year from what he was paying. It's just crazy. Uh, and it's so simple. You send a text. You text the word money. 232323 they're going to reply back say hey what's your address you send them your address 15 seconds they've already they already know they already know what they can quote on your property they're going to send it to you if you don't like it cool no there's no obligation but if you do they're going to get you out of your old policy they're going to get you refunded on that because that's the way the law works they ha- they would have to refund your policy if you want it out and they're going to start you saving money today once again text the word money to 232323 start saving with TGS insurance SPN 97.5.
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. I was just saying during the break, we were, we were talking earlier about the, the Georgia Tech-Loyola matchup, and that, that game was an hour ago was Loyola minus 2.5 against Georgia Tech. And it's now Loyola minus five against Georgia Tech. And we knew that someone in the travel party for Georgia Tech had COVID. So it could be, I was just telling Aaron during the break, it could be Moses Wright, the ACC player of the year. It could be the guy who takes Josh Passner suits to the dry cleaners. Like it's, but you know, there's some guys that might move the line two and a half points in an hour, and there's some guys that might not. I don't know if this, I don't know how good of a suit guy this is, but that's alarming, certainly. And man, that's why it's scary to make these bets on the NCAA tournament. I, I mean, you just like you don't know, you don't know who's got the Roni. There's it, it's it's scary. Yeah, especially if you're betting big dough. Yeah, and I mean that's just something you've had kind of had to deal with all year. But it's it's a lot more fatal if your team gets a bunch of guys with it. Oof. Now, isn't it? Uh, uh, weren't the alternate teams? Didn't they have to be in by yesterday? Uh, or, six o'clock Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So that well, but they, this what this means is they can play. This player isn't allowed to travel. Is right. what they're but saying. I mean, if some if one team suddenly got it all now, it'd basically be a forfeit. Right? They're, yep, they're forfeit. I think that's the only way Gonzaga loses. Is if they have to forfeit, they get the Rona and mm-hmm. have to forfeit. But luckily, they they Ronied up early in the year, and hopefully, they're all uh, they're all inoculated by now. Oh, gee, it, I actually the reason Don't I'm tell him the word uh, the reason I'm late. Yeah, I know because we're on air. Is I was actually talking to Patrick Creighton about some business stuff because he's been gone for what almost two weeks now, uh, and so I haven't had a chance to talk to him, and it ran over. We're we're, we're doing business, okay. So, business. you know, important business. And uh, plus, he comes up here at, at 7 o'clock tonight, and he'll be back in studio. Late hits with Patrick Creighton, the man. And believe me, he has a lot of thoughts on the Deshaun stuff, and I know he'll have a couple of guests to talk about it as well. So there. So suck it, OG. All right, uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. So this is kind of... Totally hijacked the show today, which it would, I mean, I, I expected it, right? What kind of got lost is, uh, looks like Russell Wilson's not going anywhere after all that storm. So, uh, uh basically Pete Carroll said, I'm too old to rebuild. Yeah. Which I kind of admire. Yeah. There's something to that. Uh, because I mean, who knows? Maybe he's got two to three more years. Guess who else does Russell Wilson. Yep. And, um, Ian Rapport said the Seahawks slept on it and discussed it. Pete Carroll, who's 70 years old, does not want to rebuild and decided we are not trading Russell Wilson to the Bears. It uh, it does sound like Chicago offered them enough to at least think about it. But, you know, that that's the decision you have to make, right? It's, it's not, oh, is this enough? It's do I want to trade Russell Wilson? Right. You have to start with that. And obviously that's... Uh, 
they made that decision, then no. And I don't blame them. I mean, what are the Seahawks without him? Now well, go. they just signed Gerald Everett. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> you know, you take Russell Wilson off. The- They're a mediocre tight end now if you take Russell Wilson off. Mm. If, uh, <laughs> well, what did you think? Uh, oh, yeah, I, I know what I wanted to ask you. What did you think all the Patriots signings? They kind of went nuts and spent some money. They did. Um, I, I, I guess there's two ways to look at the Patriots. I mean, we talked about Tua and not having a real offseason and things like that. And maybe we didn't give enough credence to Cam not having the prep time that a normal quarterback would be given to learn a new system. Right. And and, and I we did, just assume that Cam sucks and he's washed. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's something we really should be taking into account from last year is the no camp and especially with rookies, but with Cam too, new offense. So, so. They're, they decided, okay, we're going to bet that he's going to be better next year. And they went out and put some stuff around him. I, I, I respect it. You know, the Patriots aren't ones to, to sit around and do nothing while they're not just going to let the Bills run away with this thing and turn into the new Patriots. They're right. going to fight. Um, the Nelson Aguilar deal I thought was terrible. That was the only one. I don't I like that. Either. It's like I'm pretty sure you could have gotten Kenny Galladay or somebody else for close to that money. But, boy, I love going out and getting Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Now you get two real weapons at tight end, and Matthew Judon, which yeah, it sounds like a lot of money until you look at compared to where what pass rushers are getting. Right, it's a very good deal. So, uh, yeah, and part one of the topics that that came up was like, well, they had to go sign all these guys because their drafts have sucked the last few years. How does that reflect on uh, Nick? But yeah, they had a bunch of cap room, and this to me. This was the year to kind of go do those deals because everybody else is being relatively cautious. Although William Jackson went for a, he he got his money today with the football team, and that that was a guy I was hoping that well you know maybe you can get him at a reasonable rate. That'd be a guy I'd love to have here. No. Oh well. Although again, it doesn't really matter what you have next year. And, and we've talked about the, the Texan signings a little bit over well, the last couple of days. That's all we've talked about. Uh, they've, they've added some guys and I mentioned the trades they made on Sunday. I thought were great. And then everybody was joking about, well, the reason they're good trades is Easterby was busy on Sunday and didn't get told about it. But uh, I, I thought those were both very good. What I didn't, what I, what I, I can't get excited about is that basically they're just adding special teams guys at the bottom of the roster. And are they better than the guys that were there? I don't know. I mean, there's nothing you look at and say, oh, wow, that makes them better. Except, like I said, I think Shaq Lawson's a legitimate NFL player. I think Cannon's a legitimate NFL player. I think Andre Roberts is a legitimate NFL returner. Very good returner. Those, those are things that they haven't had. So that's all a plus. The rest, you're just shuffling things around. And I mean, I, and I like the one-year deals and the low risks. But, I mean, it's hard to call that a rebuild. To me, because you don't have it. Like if you if you take away the guys that weren't there, and, and just look at the guys they brought in, none of these are guys you you'd build around. No, and, and that's the thing. A rebuild means you start adding pieces that you can build around. Right. This this is not that. I mean, that's that's probably not going to happen until they they trade Watson or until next year. So these are guys that you're just throwing out there and hoping that maybe they turn into something for you. I mean, Kirksey's a decent linebacker. I mean, I, that's that's not a horrible signing. Uh, but you know, he's still, they still have a big hole at cornerback and 
you know, and then what you, what your hope is, is that one of these guys develops into better, a better player than what you thought they were going to be. And you re-sign them one or two, but I do think going into it, you've got a, a pretty good offensive line. Now they cut Zach Fulton today. So there's some more money they've saved. And, and they re-signed Vernon Hargrave. Yeah, extended that, him. Yeah. I, I, that's, you missed that, but they, I think they announced that on Monday that it was happening, Okay, which, uh, yeah, so I, I guess it became official today. I, I need to see what the deal is for him. But, eh, you know, to me, there's other cornerbacks out there you could go get. But I do like that they've yeah, – I, I do think the offensive line is going to be better next year because I assume Cannon plays right tackle. You kick Howard inside. Uh, you hope Sharping develops. You know, I think Britain's an upgrade over Martin if he's healthy. And, you know, this cat they signed is a good swing guard. So I, I think they're – they look pretty good on, on the line. Just don't know who the quarterback's going to be or who the running backs are going to be. Well, I know two of them, and they're both old. So um, we'll see. But it, it it was interesting to me, kind of the approach. And uh, Rain Man says Bill's got Sanders to play with Diggs. I, I like that signing a lot. I know they they basically let John Brown walk so that they could – but I think Sanders is a better fit across from Diggs because a different kind of receiver. Brown was kind of similar to Diggs, just not quite as good. Yeah, I think Sanders gives him a different type of player. I like that. Yeah, I, him, I, so uh, Sanders, uh, Diggs, and Beasley still. Yeah, that's a pretty good. You're all right. It's a pretty good group to throw to. So uh, I, I like that move quite a bit. I said I like William Jackson to the football team. I think that makes their defense better, and their defense was already pretty good. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick to the football team. Yeah, I, that that was a good one. That's that's another one that right when I was about to decry the fact that, you know, boy, I, if the Texans were going to get that bridge quarterback, I wouldn't mind having Fitzy back. And then two seconds later, it comes across that they've yep. signed Taylor, who I like. I like Tyrod Taylor. I think for what he is, that you could do a lot worse. And you know what? I obviously wasn't here to talk about it yesterday. You guys probably went over it. But I give kudos to Nick Casario on this one because – the way that contract structured, six million, twelve point five if you meet yeah. incentives, which basically means if you if we need you to start this year, we'll pay you like a low end starting quarterback, and if you don't, we're paying you like a backup. I think that's a really good move. Yeah, it's actually I think it's five and a half million is the base. Okay, but that that's it. If he winds up being the backup, okay, that's that's going going right for one of the better backups in the NFL. Yeah. Winds up being a starter. Twelve million is a bargain. Bargain for one year. So well, no, he's not going to win a bunch of games as a starter for twelve million. But well, but that's the thing. I'm guessing some of the incentives are how many games you win. It should be how many games you lose. We'll pay. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm with you. You go zero and sixteen. You're getting that full twelve million. That was baby. exactly what I said yesterday. Yeah. But uh, oh, and there'll be a nice big bag of money sitting in the trunk of your car when you leave on the final day of camp. Yep. Delivered by Jack Easterby. All right, uh, guys, I have to tell you about my good friend, Dr. Linville. And you know what? Summer's coming, and it's hot out there. You know what's hotter? Full head of hair. And that's what you can get from my man, Dr. Linville. And if you've been thinking about you're looking at thin and hairline, thinking it's time for a change, hey, look, he will take care of you. And this is not hair plugs. This is not some goofy thing. It's your own hair. He extracts individual follicles from the back of your head and transplants them to where you're thinning. It's called the Neograft Procedure, and it's your own hair. And guess what? All you have to do is go to 975hair.com, free consultation. And you know what? If you don't believe me, talk to him for five minutes. 
And you know, all he has to do is show you his hair and say, you know what? Look at me. I had it done. His hair looks fantastic. So go check him out today at 975hair.com. Get that free consultation. And man, guys, it'll be life changing. I promise you. Especially if you're younger and you're already going bald, man. You, you don't want to do Now's the time to get it done before people really start noticing. And it's all at 975hair.com. Go see my man, Dr. Linville, 975hair.com. All right, let me tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. And I can now tell you from experience because Allstate windows and siding came out to my house and they showed my wife and I these these windows. And I was like, whoa, these are really, really nice. And it, they they let my wife basically customize how she wanted the windows to look. Then they measured. Uh, they sent them off. They, and I guess a couple weeks later, they're ready to go. They came out and one day. Had all the windows put in, cleaned up. You would have never known they were there, except I had these beautiful windows on my house. My wife loves them. I love them. The house looks great. But more importantly, 40% I'm saving on my energy bills now. 40% with these windows. I mean, it's just unbelievable. 25% off all window packages right now from Allstate. Uh, You can get a veteran's discount. You can get a military discount, cash discounts, uh, first responder discounts. They've they've got – they're the kind of company you want to do business with. 832-204-1936 or check them out online, allstatesidingandwindows.com. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Final segment of the day. And uh, this is where we go over famous people who have uh, passed away during the past week. Although not necessarily this week, but this week in a different year. So, uh, all right. I always have to ask about the rappers. Craig Mack helped build Bad Boy Records. Yeah. 2018. Big name? Eh, no. 47. Ish. Peter Graves from Mission Impossible and Airplane and also a cameo in Men in Black 2. Okay. 83 years old. Okay. Good. Good uh, run. In 2010. 2011, Nate Dog. Yeah. 42. I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh... 1991, I didn't realize this, seven members of Reba McIntyre's band were killed in a plane crash? Uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. One of them was Nate Dogg. Oh, well, there you go. They were trying that hard to get away from her. Um, Just hit the east side with the R-E-B. 1987, Woody Hayes, Ohio State football coach, dead at 74. Only thing I remember about him was him punching a player on the sideline. Which honestly makes him one of the top five coaches ever. (laughs) Uh, this week, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, 66, not a great run. We had a good chat about him. Maybe good run for a boxer, though, right? Maybe, but uh, I still think the Hagler-Hearns three rounds maybe the greatest three rounds of boxing Probably so. ever. And, Up and, there, certainly. Yeah, get on YouTube and you can watch it. Uh, Walter Camp, in 1925, dead at 65. It says, Father of American Football. All I know is his name's on a trophy. Let's see. Eh, not interesting, not interesting. Uh, okay, political figures. Benjamin Harrison, 23rd President of the United States, dead at 67 in 1901. That is uh, probably not a guy who's going to crack the top 10 of best presidents. No. 
How about Karl Marx, 1883? Also a bad president. Uh, we don't know. He might have been a good president. He just was, uh, he was very misunderstood. Uh, Thomas Dewey, who thought he was going to be president, 1971. Remember, Dewey defeats Truman. The, the big headlines, not so much. Dead of a heart attack at 68. Boy, these deaths are not really doing much for me today. Let's see. Uh, no, no. No, no. Uh, no, not funny. Uh, okay, 2001. Henry Lee Lucas. Oh. 11 murders confessed to over 100. I, I think he's probably top five of our serial killers. I don't think so. Really? I, think he's a, he's a, I don't think he, I, he may have only killed one or two. Mm. He's a phony. Okay. Have you watched that documentary? Yeah, although I don't know that it's one or two. I still feel like he did a pretty good. He's pretty famous. All right, fine. I'll take him out of the top five. Uh, 2007, Charles Harrelson, American hitman. Murdered a federal judge, among others, father of Woody Harrelson. Found dead in prison at 68 from a heart attack. Woody Harrelson did okay for himself for having a, a hitman for a father. Yeah, it worked out. 1945. Here's your best deaths. 1945, Anne Frank dies of typhus at 15 in the Belson concentration camp. Not a good way to go. Nope, especially at 15. Not a good run. 1906, Susan B. Anthony, dead of pneumonia at 86. I only knew her because they put her on a coin once. I had no idea who she was. Well, now, if you don't know, now you, now know. you know. 2018, Stephen Hawking, dead at 76. Still smarter than you and I, even dead for Yeah, years. oh, God, yeah, smarter than anybody. Because he's, he's artificial intelligence now. Like, if you Google Stephen Hawking, you can click on artificial intelligence that's going to talk to you. It sounds exactly the same. It's odd that Ted Ted Williams has a frozen head, but not Stephen Hawking. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, what's it, Ted Williams going to teach us about the world, dude? I, I, there's certain people you want preserved, right? Like Stephen Hawking, I'd want preserved. Steve Jobs, he should be preserved. Neil deGrasse Tyson, when he kicks, I want to preserve him. Maybe even Elon Musk. I don't know. All right, uh, 44 BC, Julius Caesar. That too, Brute. Big name, Julius Caesar. Stabbed to death at 55. Uh, 2019, Dick Dale, American rock guitarist known as King of the Surf Guitar, dies at 81. Okay, that's a dick I don't know. I'm not going to lie. Good for you. Was he Beach Boys? No, he was the intro for the bench. I still don't know that dick. Give me a second. Let me pull up the song for you. I know the song because I've heard the bench intro, but I had no idea that it was Dick. Yeah. So okay, well, I'm not gonna have him in my best deaths. All right. Uh, I mean, you're the if you're considered the king of something in your field, you probably deserve to be on a best death. King of the surf guitar? Hey, I mean, what the hell? That that's that's like saying I'm king of my second floor of my house. Uh, all right, four sixty one St. Patrick. Not Saints Patrick, the fan of the show, but the original Saint Patrick, who uh, I think he had something to do with snakes. All right, here we go. Porn stars, 2016. Bella Blaze, 30 years old, died from uh, alcohol poisoning. I'm going to give it to you. Accidental overdose. Okay. Probably involved alcohol poisoning. One for one. <laughs> can I? I can't even. I don't think I can say her name right. You can say her actual, her legal name. Well, Holly Hansen, but Nicole. 
What's it rhyme with? Clear Lake Institute of Technology Man. Yeah, Clear Clear Lake Institute of Technology Man. That's actually a pretty good porn name. How old was she? 27. Uh, Murdered. Suicide. Damn it. Murdered by herself. (laughs) Yeah. John Holmes, 1988. Biggest name and biggest... Yeah. Hivity-divity. 43 years old. Age, right? Age, yeah. 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 And 2019, Violet Rain, 19 years old. Violet Rain, murdered by a pimp. Drug overdose. Oh. That's all right. Two for two. A two and two, excuse me. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Good job, Aaron. Good job, AJ. We will do it again tomorrow. And then uh, Friday, we're two a day. Or uh, over under. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. Say goodbye to Josh tomorrow, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Farewell, Serenus. Okay. Pat Creighton coming up next. He's got all kinds of cool stuff for you on the Deshaun deal. Match! Till tomorrow. Stay sports, you bitches. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports.